It seemed the geese had eaten something alien to them. Or perhaps they were just in an excitable mood today. A gaggle was hemmed in behind a closed cafe called Lady Die of the Lake, and they prodded around the wet edges of the trim of the water, wandering about, aimless, but seemed to be giggling. There wasn't a swan in sight, so the water was theirs, although geese were amicable birds in truth, and they're loyal to their partners. But today, they just seemed a bit tetchy. They finally found solace when someone emptied two luxury panettones into chunks and dotted them across soggy patches of grass. They flipped them up in their ink-black bill and swallowed them whole. The ruler stripe of white on their neck gave them a chiselled jawline. It would be the envy of any swan. A black neck arched like pipe cleaners, undulating in time with their dainty steps on their triangular webs, which flipped and slapped the pathway, gripping the tarmac. Caitlin found this lake her out-of-town Arcadia. It was a little drive, or a windy bus ride, but it was well worth it. She'd actually rationed herself visiting here so as to preserve it. It was a man-made place, built in the 1960s to regenerate a little town near her own and give back to a community left high and dry from the dying embers of a maimed industry. Three floating islands, the size of an average patio, were anchored by weeds of reeds in the middle of the lake like buttons on a coat. And within them, there must be thousands of little lives, she thought. The perimeter of one side was a maze of social housing and elderly residential bungalows scattered along the water's edge. They were interlocked with back fences and front gardens with low borders. Corrugated roofs, different coloured paint jobs and the huge windows that predated the national bifold craze were there to help retirees feel less isolated. Every window framed an over 80, sat in an armchair staring out at the geese and the dog walkers. Today was a mizzlingly wet afternoon. The rain was just in the air, not in the sky, like a mist. It hung and it drenched, as well as refreshed all the dog walkers, the old friends catching up, the nanas with their grandchildren on new Christmas bikes and scooters, Puddles weren't necessarily being topped up, but being maintained. Caitlin was listening to the hour of the Bewilderbeast on her uncomfortable new earbuds that required constant adjustment. The air around her smelled of moisture and mud, of leaves and very distant cherry vape smoke. She had completed an arduous series of revisions on a spreadsheet this morning and felt snow-blinded by the login system that she was chained to. It had been a late night with it, and an early morning back on it. Feast or famine sometimes, when you're an accountant working from home. You need to have the patience and readiness of a firefighter, although that's where the comparison stops, she thought. She was released from the clutches of work now, and had jumped on the bus to start pacing around the lake's pathways, 
and she was on her third lap. She loved watching these haphazard geese take off from the water. Across the lake she saw a man. A man she instantly recognised as the veg box delivery man from before Christmas. She was good at remembering people. He was some way off, with the whole width of the dead water between them. And she was convinced he'd not recognised her, whilst wrapped up in a scarf, a hat, puffer jacket and waterproof trousers. She looked like when the lads got off the plane in cool runnings. She looked with her eyes, not her head. She slowed a little and had to look down in order to dodge the splats of green and black goose poo. She saw that a poo had been deposited on top of a half of an eaten frube, which had resulted in a pink gunge blending with the green. It looked a bit like a pudding. They got close to the point where they would be level. She looked across and tried to see whether he'd notice her, but his head was on his phone, scrolling and adjusting his headphones by the looks. He moved on. She moved on. And the moment passed. Ahead of her was the cone tip of the lake, where the wetlands platform was often populated with amateur botanists or schoolchildren memorising dragonfly colours. The lake glittered with the rainfall. Caitlin bowed around the east side of the lake, pausing to catch her breath that had been wheezy for a quick second. She decided to remove her earbuds entirely and put them in her pocket. Looking back down towards the direction she'd come from, back near the cafe and the playground, she couldn't see anyone. That veg box man must have veered off into the estate. Or perhaps a side street. Maybe he lives around here, she thought. But no. He was sat at the far end, on a green painted bench, surrounded by roughly twenty geese. He was rigid and careful in their company, and they circled him like tourists do at the Sphinx. When would he notice her? Or would she have to say hi? She didn't even know his name. Yet he'd stood in her kitchen and drunk that coffee that she thought she'd burnt. Why hadn't she asked his name? She could just speed past him and not even bother. It would be quite feasible that she hadn't noticed him or didn't recognise him out of context. But then he turned his entire body around and watched her approach without moving his neck at all, as though it were stuck in place. Hello there, he said. Gave her a big smile. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too, she said. And she stopped, right on the edge of his flock of geese. They formed a barrier around him, like a moat. And she looked down and smiled at them all, and raised her eyebrows. This is my family, he said, having not moved his neck once. Did you have a nice Christmas, a new year? Did that tree last in the end?
She moved a little bit closer so she didn't seem rude. But the geese were still keeping them at quite a distance from each other. They were both drawn to one in particular, who was pecking very tentatively at the neck of another one, but who didn't even seem to notice it doing this. Yeah, pretty chilled, thanks. And thanks again for helping me out on that day. Thanks for the coffee. It's a lifesaver that day. They spoke a little bit about how the delivery job was working out for him. And sadly, how he'd only sold three of those baguette chopping boards. She was still about ten feet away from him, because of three very provocative geese who didn't want to create any space for her to move closer to the bench and potentially join him. Then a little more hen joined the group, but quickly realised it wasn't welcome, so scuttled off. These things are ridiculous. They'll be signing into my Netflix soon, look at them. This made her smile, and continued staring at them all. She told him her favourite fact, about baby goslings attaching themselves to the first moving stimulus they see in life, and then attributing it to being their parent. It could be a remote-controlled car, but they consider it mum or dad. She loved this, and so did he. He was amazed, but he maintained a completely straight neck and moved his body in one stiff movement. She had to comment on it. She was worried. She was worried it might be intrusive. Have you hurt yourself? she asked now free from most of the geese who were dispersing towards the lake leaving a little tram line between them he looked down embarrassed and coy there was a bit of an awkward silence Caitlin immediately regretted it she began thinking of an escape plan I'm a bit embarrassed to admit this actually feel free to laugh I was eating some pre-grated cheese out of a packet from the fridge and I tipped my head right back so I didn't spill it on the floor. And I've, I don't know what I've done, I've cracked my neck all the way down here, it really hurts. Then he put his head into his hands to re-emphasise his shame and then he winced at the pain from just doing this. Caitlin smiled and then it moved into a little laugh which skimmed like a stone between them. So he joined her at laughing and shook his head in shame, but then quickly winced at the pain of shaking his head, and then he held up a hand to ask for mercy from the laughter, and then she laughed more, and then their laughter made them laugh even more, and then they were both in hysterics. Their laughter died down a bit, and they closed by shaking heads, and seeming embarrassed at themselves. Every single goose had left them now, and they all bobbed out on the water in the rain. 